Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of I Cast Fireball, an actual play 5e D&D adventure where we go through the campaign, <gasps> Tyranny of Dragons. I'm Thomas, your DM for this adventure, and around the table we've got... Malamara. Lance Thalen. And Fleeple. Let's review what happened last time we left our adventurers. They had just recovered from a dire situation where Fleeple had fallen unconscious with almost half a dozen kobolds that were still alive, practically surrounding our party. But thanks to some quick thinking from Malamara and Lance Thalen, they were able to save Fleeple while Mal took care of the remaining kobolds. Taking a moment to recover and Fleeple conjuring an old friend to aid in his recovery. They were interrogated the winged kobold, squeezing him from information. After a brief discussion and formulating a plan to release the drakes on the unsuspecting cultists, they found a meat locker that had been trapped before sneaking into another chamber that was completely devoted to the Queen Tiamat. Now, this room was not unoccupied. It was guarded by two barbarian women, and a battle quickly ensued, with our adventurers gaining the advantage. But when Mal revealed herself to the women, Lena and An, they submitted themselves to her, calling her the Dragon Slayer. And that is where we join our adventurers. So, mid-combat, Lena pushing the battle axe to the ground, clattering to the ground, saying, we do not wish to fight thee, Dragon Slayer. Technically, we are still in combat, but I'm going to give everybody an opportunity to take one action, whatever it may be. Mal, with you being so close to Lena, and having just ha- uh, asked them why, well, why are they stopping? Why are they not attacking anymore? I'm gonna let you take the first action if you desire. Mal will, um, she's holding her sword at a resting but ready posture, just waiting for an answer. So with you pausing on looking between both Fleeple and Lance, Lana, she holds up her hand and goes, we do not wish to fight. The Dragon Slayer, the one who defeated our master. For my action, I would like to do an overly dramatic and comedic spit take. Just with your. Fleeple has random tea. <laughs> oh man, if we could get that drawn in whatever capacity, just in the middle of battle. Dagger, dagger, dagger! Fireball! Oh man, that'd be great. Uh, she goes on to say. On, put your weapon down. And On reluctantly lowers her weapon, um, being flanked by Fleeple and Lance here. So both Lana and On are standing down, so to speak. We have a high amount of respect for you, Dragon Slayer. You were the one who defeated Langdorosa. A feat that me and On could not have completed ourselves, even if we wanted to. We submit ourselves to you in reverence of your power. And she sort of like, not like full bows, but like drops her head a little bit and kind of like closes her eyes, basically putting herself at your mercy before you. Suspiciously, Mal will say, you're not loyal to Mondath? <laughs> no, we were never loyal to Mondath. But Langdorosa was our master, who we hope to learn from and gain the skills necessary to become true warriors for our home. So what are you still doing here? 
Uh, well, to be frank, our home is far away. And we do not have the means to travel back home on a whim or at a moment's notice. So we find ourselves in the unfortunate situation of being slaves to a master we did not choose. Can I do a insight check to see how sincere they're being? Absolutely. No, you can't. The DM can always say no. Oh, I know. For instance, he hasn't even asked about my reaction. (laughs) (laughs) This whole conversation hasn't even happened because I stabbed him in the back. (laughs) (laughs) You're just like, I stabbed them 10 times. It's been 60 seconds at least. Bam, bam, bam. I'm draining hit points right now. (laughs) I'm going vampiric right now. Come on, quit the crap. My insight roll was an eight. Eight. Okay. This is taking you really off guard. You're not in your element whatsoever. Like, when you're in battle, you're focused. You are battle-driven, right? So, the fact that they... Warriors that you would consider to be on par with you, you know? Them them being barbarians and seemingly not from traditional types of warriors. It's off-putting to see them give up so easily so it's hard to read their emotions if they have any ulterior motives but yeah what's lance gonna do <laughs> well at this point repeatedly stab him in the back <laughs> on she looks over to lance asks lance to stop stabbing her for a moment <laughs> it goes if you please please i beg of you <laughs> imagine like a little kid with like a toy dagger and like an adult's calf or, like, the stage daggers yeah. that just disappear. Why is it disappearing every time? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so, on, she turns to Lance, and without saying words, just, like, holds up her hands, sort of a thing, like, and slowly puts down her her massive greatsword that she has on the ground and, like, slowly raises her hands without breaking eye contact with Lance whatsoever. Um, Lipa wiping off all of the liquid from his, his spit take. And on, she just goes... Uh, Uh, Yes, Lena is right. Uh, We do not wish to uh, fall like our master. And I apologize. I don't know if I ever explained the uh, described these two individuals to you. So now that your battle vision is clearing, we'll say (laughs) the red has gone out of your eyes. Lena, in particular, uh, she is a woman with uh, much darker skin and. She doesn't have traditional armor on whatsoever, so a lot of her uh, skin is exposed. Uh, she doesn't have armor to protect her vitals, necessarily. And so with that, she also has uh, black hair. But on is kind of the complete opposite of that. She has uh, very light skin to the point where it's pasty white. And it looks like, as you look across her face, it looks like somebody took a bucket of freckles and just threw it across her entire face, and you can see that pocked on, like, her right and left arm. It's a arm. violent description of fleck- freckles. <laughs> well, this is a violent woman, you know? So Now, as, as far as comparisons to Lance, how are we looking on the clamminess scale? Okay. <laughs> okay, little lizard man. <laughs> Lance just immediately starts stabbing Fleeple. No reason. <laughs> Do you mind? Uh, to get even more stereotypical, she also does have bright red hair. And that's pulled back into, like, a ponytail. Yeah, so it looks like uh, 
they're very drastic, but also dressed very similarly as Lana, seeming like uh, it comes from the same region even. Uh, and in fact, anybody can roll me a history check if they'd like. I would do that. 18. Okay. I rolled an eight. Okay. So, Mal, did you roll? No. Okay. <laughs> no. It's a negative one. No. She didn't even think about history. <laughs> Mal just totally focused on this entire interaction, making sure no, no funny business is occurring. Fleeple, you're, you're like, okay, you're like trying to take these people in, but... It's just really odd, you know? It's just like, it's a very odd situation. And you almost died like 30 minutes ago, you know? So you're still recovering from that. But Lance, you're able to, as you and An are just locking eyes and you like, you study her clothing. You're like, okay, okay. This type of garb seems to come from a region you've heard about, uh, especially with your extensive background whispers really or things that you might have read about uh just when uh trying to find maybe potential trade routes to uh i I don't know to learn more about but these this sort of garb seems to resonate in near a land or around the land of cholt uh far to the east of here so you know that to be a very jungle uh I wouldn't say tribal, but it's it's not as uh, civilized as Waterdeep, and it's not as civilized as uh, this portion of Faerun. But th- these people definitely have traveled a long way if they are dressing like this, and it's not just they just didn't adopt it. They must have traveled a long distance to come this far west. Gotcha. Good to know. So I just heard potential campaign tie-in with Tomb of Annihilation. <laughs> what you say? Sorry, Jake. I, Jake, I wasn't laughing at your at, at your stuff. I rolled because I wanted to. I was just like, I wonder what I would have gotten. I got a natural one. Oh, minus one. That's why I was Perfect. laughing. So you would have gotten a zero. I just, I just thought you were laughing because it's like, as you study deep into her eyes, he's like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it was unrelated. Your ass, another pasty white person. Lance will remember this. Yep, Lance will remember this. Oh, your ass. Good old Peter Hollins. Okay. So, uh, Lena, she, uh, uh, as the silence, as everybody's just sort of studying each other, Lena, she goes, Dragon Slayer, if you would be willing to spare our lives, we will not impede you in what you are doing here in this, in this chamber, this dungeon. We, we will not hinder you as you have earned our respect and you have earned our, uh, admiration if you will mal and as a sign of respect will put away her sword all right visibly an entire change comes over lana of just like like a sigh of relief and like her posture changes and on does as well even with so as as uh, lance is still stabbing on no but on is still is also relaxing a little bit with the understanding that lance could strike at any moment uh, so still aware of that. Thank you, Dragon Slayer. As you probably know, my name is Lana, and uh, we can offer you what information we know about uh, this location you have found yourself in, but um, it, or how, how can we be of assistance? Would you be offended if perhaps or maybe could I, could I make a request? 
would it be possible to, um, you guys, if you'd like to just stay here for a moment, uh, can I talk to, to my gentlemen warriors here and um, get them to, can I just talk to my friends for a second? I, can you, thanks. Oh, uh, yes, of course. Um, and with that, her and on, they just sort of uh, back up like 10 feet, giving you the space on being very, just staring at Lance, like with a, we good? We good? We good? As she's backing up, she's like, oh, so. Uh, and they just back away 10 feet, uh, allowing you to uh, a small huddle, if you will. Lance, just like as they're backing away, he'll like in one kind of fluid motion, like twirl his weapons and sheath them. And before we turn as a group, just, just for the record, we helped a lot in that fight too. So we're like we're like co-dragon slayers. Just saying, just saying. Full Jinx squad, full co-dragon slayers. I mean, I I didn't even see what was going on inside there, so I can't Fleeple, really take don't, credit for. Don't don't do that to yourself. You had the moonbeam. He was in that the whole time. Oh really? <laughs> he was in. Yes, you're you're really more the dragon slayer than anybody here. Oh goodness. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> So you have uh, freedom to discuss uh, without being overheard or with some privacy, if you will. So, so what do we think about these two? Do, should we trust them? They're really weird. It feels weird that they're in the cavern, but that not loyal to 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 uh, what's her name? Not my name. Mondath. 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 I'm just. It's really. It's really curious that they were subservient to this lizard man. What was his name again? Sorry, I blanked on his name. Lenathon. 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 Okay. Yes, to to Lizard. Or it was Langdorosa. <laughs> Lenathon was the dragon. I was going to say Lenathon, yeah, that's, too. That's the real OP. Yes. That's the real OP right there. We got so many right. blue dragony people with L names. On just pipes up, Langdorosa. Thank you. Um, To Langdorosa. It's interesting that they were subservient to him. They seem like they're from very far away, and I don't know how we would be able to rope them into traveling so far. Um, Unless they were already here. Lenda Rosa was in charge of the nursery, so if they were loyal to him, they might have some really great information on this cavern. Even even by their language, they weren't loyal. They were almost slaves. Devout, yeah. Anyway, but that's neither here nor there. The point is, what do we do with them right now? Because we have them but we also have a 12 angry cultists in the other room. Um, and don't forget about this guy, and I just kick Tommy Wiseau's unconscious body. Oh, yeah, we tied him up. <laughs> Sorry. So I'm not sure... I mean, I'm not saying we kill them right now. Uh, I'm... I mean, it's just weird to leave them here and then go about doing all the rest of our business. Maybe they could be recruited... If they don't... If they're not tied to the cult, maybe they'd even be willing to help in those endeavors, especially with your persuasion, Malamara, since you are the dragon slayers. Echoes weirdly in the room. Uh, I'm actually quite comfortable using um, that kind of moniker to to get them to do things with us. Um, I also feel like it's probably better for us to take them with us than leave them here. Why didn't they just leave when he died? I'm so confused. Just confused. Well, I, I think that that's part of the information we could get from them. I just wanted to know if you guys were vibing the same way that I was trying to vibe them. Oh, we vibing. 
Yes, we know how much Lance Stalin is vibing with these two ladies. <laughs> yeah. yes, I'm looking deep into her eyes. <laughs> In her eyes. So while you're having this conversation, uh, just understanding, like, you rushing into battle, you might not have been able to take the room fully in. So just to give you some more context of what room you're actually in, you knew that it was some sort of shrine or uh, homage to the goddess Tiamat. And this only conf- you being in the middle of the room only seems to confirm this. Uh, you are just surrounded by murals, tapestries, even a few rugs, pottery, all with some sort of dragon or Tiamat depiction just being shown. Uh, and it, the artwork is beautiful. Some of them are very small. Others are car etched directly into the stone. And so in addition to these tapestries, uh, you see about two dozen sculptures etched and sticking out of these stone walls. And as you are just sort of glancing about, easy to see from where all of you are at, because all of you have dark vision, um, and there are sconces throughout the room or torchlight uh, lighting up the room. Each of these sculptures are just depictions of dragon heads. Some of them are as small as a fist. Some are... uh, as big as like two fists wide, but not like uh, the entire wall, you know, but just a dozen or so of them. Red, white, blue, green, black, all around in the entire chamber here, all depicting the chromatic dragons, each one of these colors being ahead of Tiamat. And directly behind some of you or to the west side, there's a little alcove to where the biggest tapestry uh, hangs. It's 10 feet tall from floor to ceiling. Um, and it is, a, from an artistic standpoint, a beautiful and ornate tapestry of Tiamat herself. This alcove is surrounded with uh, burning candles. And in the, the direct center of that is a treasure chest on the floor. And it's roughly about five feet wide. And Mal... You mentioned that you always had your detect magic sort of up pinging, right? Mm-hmm. That chest is magical. Or something in it is quite magical. Now that you're able to take in the room, that's sort of what you're able to passively see as you're like having this discussion about these two barbarians and the room that you currently are in. And one last thing, I'm so sorry. Just the, the actual, this, cha- this chamber is one of the largest that you've been in. Like it's as big as the cobalt barracks if you will um it's roughly like i would say maybe 50 by 50 so it's it's can hold a lot of stuff in here and you can move pretty freely in this room Um, i think that we should go um talk to these barbarians and find out more about the cavern um lance sometimes you're kind of talky and sometimes you're not so talky are you talky today uh i'm feeling a little talky after after we had our battle previously and we wanted to get that information from the kobold. Uh, I'm feeling a little more brave than usual um, in terms of talking. So I think maybe, so let's go talk to them. Um, If we gain their trust uh, to sweeten the pot for you, um, there's a chest in here. Yes, I saw it. It was the first thing I saw. It's 12 by 10 feet. What? <laughs> no. 
Uh, it's quite, it's, it's uh, quite magical. So I think if we talk to these ladies um, and get some information and maybe get them on our side, we might be able to check that out. So uh, let's go talk to them. Uh, Fleeple, what, <clears throat> while we're talking to them, what are you going to be doing? Uh, I'm just kind of like staring over at the chest and then they come to me and I'm like, oh, what, what? Oh, um, that, that chest over there is very interesting. 10 by 12 to... feet, I know, yes. Exactly. Um, 10 by 12 feet, look at how big that thing is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just it's joking. like a locker. <laughs> oh my God. So I guess one uh, quick thing that I'm not sure if I picked up on is, does it look as if the tapestry that big 10 foot tall one does look like there's something behind it like it's covering something up to do that you'd have to get closer and probably do an investigation of the of the tapestry um is that what you would like to do yeah i think while these guys are talking to uh lanon on i'd like to just kind of get a closer look at everything that's going on in this place absolutely so uh specifically to go up at the tapestry i'll make you roll an investigation check for the tapestry or do you want to just do a general perception check is there a chance I could do both while they're talking with them? Uh, yeah, so we'll say like the investigation check, probably a good, I don't know, five minutes, uh, depending on what you find. Could be more, depending on your role. Um, but let's just start with investigation check. And let's have you roll it, and then we'll hop over to Mal and Lance while they are having this discussion, and we'll come back to you, Fleeple, on what the result was, okay? Cool, cool. Definitely going to guide myself on that. Oh, did nothing. I got a four. Oh, with guidance? With guidance, yeah. Should have asked the investigator to investigate. <laughs> but you're the talkie guy right now. I am a little bit. That's true. Yeah, the plus. Okay, let me just establish talkie means plus one. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not talking. <laughs> it's beating everybody else's zero, but... <laughs> It's not doing much there. Well, we'll come back to uh, Fleeple to see uh, what he does uh, glean from his investigation. But Mal and Lance, you wanted to go and speak to these barbarians? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Lance, as you approach uh, with uh, Mal by your side, you go up to the barbarians and both of them look at you. Uh, Lana, she <clears throat> she kind of stands up uh, from her sitting position. And uh, on she uh, stands up as well and uh, close behind her. Uh yeah, yes, is there anything we can help you with, uh, Dragon Slayer and Co. Uh, Co. Dragon Slayers, yes. How about you take the lead on this and I'll back you up with anything? Um, so we were wondering if you would tell us, uh, be able to explain a little bit more about where we are, the, the rooms that we're in. It looks like there's a couple of branching off rooms. Is there any information that you can give us more about the, the cavern that we're actually in? Where are we? Um, yes, from what I can tell, they just, uh, they had just set up camp here and were trying to <clears throat> hold down the fort while the, the gold and the rest of the cult had, uh, moved on to the next position. So you're still working for them? Uh, as I mentioned, uh, we were, we don't have a lot of options to leave, for we have no, <laughs> no monetary, uh, means to go back to our home and, uh, our leader was slain by uh, you, so uh, we are unfortunately indebted to them until we can find some means of compensation to where we can go on our way. I, I, but I, I feel that Mondath knows that we are not, and she looks, o glances, glances over to On, 
that we are not uh, fully devoted to the cause. Um, if I remember correctly, Linda Rosa was in charge of the Dragon Nursery. Were you guys um, involved in that? Yes. Yes, um, we are truly the gods to the um, nursery, if you will. And uh, just to the east side of this room, she points down into the darkness where there is no light. And you were so taken back from what else was in this room and the battle that you didn't even uh, really pay attention to. Look to the eastern portion. There are steps descending downwards. And she goes, uh, there is a... The room in there is where the dragons, the dragon eggs are kept. Are they still kept there? Yes, best of my knowledge. There are three that are still there. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. To that, Lance, roll me a wisdom saving throw. <laughs> Just my mind breaks. Oh, that wasn't good. Wisdom saving throw. Uh, that's a... Come out. Sorry, I'm checking something. Why do I have plus one to all of my saving throws? Was that that ring that I had? Yeah, ring okay, of protection so would have given that's it gone. to you. Yeah, correct. Ring of protection good is gone. To know. I wasn't using them before, but then I just noticed I had those little writings. So. Well, we, you haven't rolled a lot of saving throws yet, so. Uh, so that's eight. Okay. Uh, to your cool, 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 no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Um, on just starts laughing, but it's not her voice. She goes, <laughs> ah, I've missed you about that, Lance. I really missed it. And as you blink your eyes and you you, you stop, on On's face just is back to what it was before where she just is like looking between Malamara, Lana, and... Uh, did Mal hear that, or was that only for Lance? Perce- was that only Lance's perception? Mal, all you can see is Lance just started for some reason. Um, cool. Uh, Malamara, I think you've got this. I'm going to go help Fleeple, and I just walk away. Uh, oh, mm, uh, great. Uh, cool. Um, cool, 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 cool. That's cool, 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 cool. so hard not to say that. <laughs> Fleeple, as this is roughly five minutes or so, you're careful not to touch anything really, um, to just try and like, this whole chamber is just filling your heart and even your soul with just uh, this like disgust, but also this just sorrow of like, it could be mixed with a little bit of guilt as well, but uh, you go over to the tapestry and you do admire, it is very well done. You can't really even see the seams but you are looking at it, looking around, looking around the candles, and you just ever so gently move the tapestry slightly, not like significantly, but slightly, and it it does look like it is flesh against this wall. There doesn't appear to be anything. Yeah, there doesn't appear to be anything, but you feel a little shaken. Hmm. And so then at that point, I guess uh, Lance comes up to me, and I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna come up, just like, okay, okay, um, hey, hey, buddy, hey, just do the finger gun thing that I'm really terrible at. Yeah. Hey, hey, what you, what you, what you, what you looking at over here? And I am kind of equally shaken at this point, and he comes over, being all shaken, and I'm just like, oh, you know, just a finger gun, finger gun. Oh, it's just, oh, this this place is a little bit uncomfortable. Yes, uh, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I was, I was feeling that as well. Uh, should we open that chest? 
Yeah, yeah, Fleeple, quick question. Yes? You're, you're religious because of the worship of Bahamut and the rivalry with Tiamat and everything. And Oh, yeah, yes, of course. Uh, r- religions have spawned the greatest rivalries ever known to any living... Known to, known to all the living races across the realms. Cool. Do you ever, like, in... In your worship and understanding, do you ever, like, get, like, visions or see things? And suddenly I'm kind of struck with, holy cow, this this guy's looking to me for, like, religious guidance. And I kind of straighten myself up. And I'm like, uh, where am I, child? Um, <laughs> nope. Okay. Nope. Let's, let's drop that. Let's drop that. Let's drop, let's drop that facade. Um, uh, all right. Yes. Continue. Continue. Um, there... In one of the caves, my my clan, we lived in a cave complex uh, on the borders of a swamp. And in one of the caves, there were these these strange, strange mushrooms that grew in there. And I, these, I, what? <laughs> these, these very strange mushrooms that would grow in this cave. And I did have some very interesting religious experiences while I was within the cave. Um, have you have you eaten any strange fungi lately since we've been here? Just imagining a hippie commune goes through Lance's mind. <laughs> I'm like, wait, who is this guy? Um, uh, no, I can't say that I've eaten any mushroom-type things that give me hallucinogens. So you're so so you're just seeing things. No, I didn't say that. Any... I didn't. I didn't say oh, you, that. You I didn't say it, that Lance. I was seeing. You... No, I just said, is that a possibility in religious ideology? Ideology. Well, yes, if you are chosen by a deity. Okay, I don't like that. <laughs> chosen. Okay. I, have you ever experienced this? Uh, no, I'm a normal person. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, that's that's been quite apparent from the beginning. That you're totally normal in your mushroom chewing background. The winged <laughs> cobalt goads. <laughs> what a story. And and as I'm talking, I've got like one of my claws. I'm just like digging a rat claw out from between my teeth, um, <laughs> and I say, "Well, well, Lance Thalen, if if you are having a difficult time with, um, I'm I'm always here to listen and to be a a shoulder to cry on. I suppose you're that's you you don't cry. You're a you're a manly man. If you just we all need somebody to... I'm going to go open the chest. I'm going to go open the chest now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Man. Oh, that was that was gold. Um, Man, both of you take an inspiration die. Oh, thank you. I'm going to go and I'm going to go inspect the chest. Okay. Uh, so you are doing an investigation of this. Okay, go ahead and roll an investigation check. Flavel, you want to do that thing where you almost take my shoe off? Oh, faux show. Oh, good thing, because that wasn't a very good roll. <laughs> okay, investigation. So that is going to be 16. Okay. We already had In Your Eyes by Phil Collins. We had another song. We had Lean On Me. <laughs> this is the music. This is like that one thing like randomly happening in a straight series that all of a sudden they do a musical episode and you're like, what? 
Dude, dude, like Lance opens up the chest and I peer inside. Lance, look at this photograph. It kind of wants to make me laugh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Sorry, Lance. What? I don't even remember what you said. I rolled 16 for to investigate the chest. 16. Okay. Um, yeah. So with 16, you know that it is locked. And as you go to pick it up right before you do, you see that the floor that it is sitting on is slightly different than the rest of the stonework. Indiana Jones type crap. <laughs> okay, Fleeple, you're going to hop on as soon as I can. <laughs> and you recognize that as a pressure plate. Just in one spot or is it surrounding the, the chest? It is directly the spot that the chest is on. So the chest is in the middle of it. So yeah, Indiana crap. All right. Um... I don't think that by unlocking it, it should trigger that because I'm not shifting weight really. So I'm going to attempt to unlock it. Okay. Go and roll a thieves tool check. Flaple or dexterity check. Heal me. <laughs> I, uh, I cast cure wounds on this. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I cast guidance on Lance. No, save your spells, you fool. Okay. All right. That's not bad. With thieves' tools, <gasps> has it gone up? It has, because of the level up. Um, that's gonna be oh, with guidance as well. There we go. Twenty-three. Twenty-three. Being very aware of the pressure plate, you actually get down on all fours and you lay on your stomach, so your eye is directly level with this. You reach out both of your hands and you insert your thieves' tools in. You cannot activate this pressure plate, and so you are like trying to do it so lightly. You're basically just doing it to the air almost, but you are inside the lock and you're being so slow and so careful and fleeple. This is actually very impressive to watch. Like, you know that Lance has definitely gotten some skills and he's like super beneficial in battle, but I don't know if this is like the first time, but one of, one of the first times that you've seen him in his element. And Mal, as you glance over it, just having this passive conversation with uh, these barbarians, you also see Lance just reach a type of nirvana almost. And then just, and the chest just, and the chest slightly opens. Could I lift the lid up to see inside? Very gently, you just two fingers on either side. And you see the contents of the chest. Before I reveal that, Mal, this has been roughly about eight minutes or so. Uh, Lena has been describing to you elements of the dungeon. Uh, the kobolds, uh, the ones that didn't rise up against the cultists, they uh, they were granted a room uh, and just, just not too far off here. But most of them, they escaped in the battle. And um, although there were not many orcs slain, um, they also ran off... Um, a different direction from where the kobolds were. Uh, it's just to the east of here. There, the, the, these stairway, there is a, a pit where the eggs are. Um, they have not matured yet. Oh, uh, to the west down here, and um, you can see that the chamber does go a little bit further from your dark vision. And she goes, it goes to nothing. Langdorosa sometimes went over there to meditate, but... From what we can tell, there's nothing over there. It's just a dead end that way. Yeah, so she goes, as far as I'm aware, 
As far as far as I'm aware, this this just a dead end that Langdoros would go to center himself and to um, clear his mind. We have no reason to go over there. So you mentioned being indebted to the cult, indebted monetarily, or indebted in that you just have nowhere else to go, and with monetary abilities, you would make your way home. I have some experience being far from home, so I know how desperate you can be to be back there. And with this on pops up and she goes, uh, yeah, I, we, we just, we don't have any money. We, all of it was taken away and Langdor also provided for us. He made sure we had the provisions and we were to follow him till we died in battle or until he deemed us worthy to go off on our own. And we just never expected him to die before that time. So he provided for us and now we are just without means, and so we have to rely on the cult. Well, um, my friends and I are not friends of the cult, and we would like to see as much damage come to them as possible. If I were able to guarantee some monetary ability to make your way home, would you fight with us? Would you Would you be able to stand with us and, and to help us eradicate this cell of the cult to get you out of doubt and to get you home? Uh, when you say this, it's very obvious that uh, Lana, she is uh, very uncomfortable with the idea of fighting against the cult. And and on, although she shares that sentiment, she not as on, like, she, she doesn't have such a visceral reaction. Uh, Lana, she goes, yeah. You, you have earned our respect, and you have earned our um, admiration, as we said. It is... It would, does not seem of honor to fight against those that you have fought with in battle, to betray those that have done you no wrong. Um, I... We will not impede your way, of, as we stated, but it would be difficult for us to actively fight against these who have allowed us to stay now that our master is gone. I can respect that. Um, I'm so sorry. I keep, I'm sorry. I'm, I keep getting distracted by what my friend is doing. So um, I thank you for your respect. I, I respect uh, you in return uh, for your uh, candor. Um, I would genuinely love to help you get try and get home if you would like to travel with us uh as we um complete some tasks and um i would be <laughs> i would be disappointed in myself i suppose if i asked you to fight so i i won't um but if you'd like to travel with us a while um we would love the company and the guidance you could give us through the cavern um until we, we accomplish our mission and then maybe be able to find a way to help you get home. On pipes up and goes, you're that confident that you can defeat Mondath? Almost uh, asking, like, genuinely curious. Genuinely, like, like uh, with a quizzical face. Like, not like, oh my gosh, you believe that? Like, do you really believe that? Looking over her shoulder at Fleeple and Lance, who are still... Somebody to lean on. <laughs> and Lance is still, at this point, still, yeah, still uh, unlocking the chest, not quite fully opened. Looking over her shoulder, Mal will look to where Fleeple and Lance are, are still messing with the box. 
I would not bet against these two. I don't know that we'll be able to succeed, but I've seen some pretty incredible things in my short time traveling with these two. Um, ultimately, we'll find out. Well, um, we will leave you to it then, Dragon Slayer. Um, uh, is there anything wish that you would like to know from us? Uh, I feel, uh, to be honest, I feel a bit awkward. Um, this is where we're supposed to be guarding and, uh, we are essentially abandoning our post for you. And, and I uh, awkward uh, in, in return of, I, I, I should be here to kill you, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh you know. <laughs> It is, uh, it's she awkward, her right? It's yeah, awkward. Yes, you should. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's awkward. Once, once uh, could we could we go down and see the dragon eggs? Would you take me down to see the nursery? Uh, yes, of course. I, I, I will take you to them. I just, sorry, Mickey. That was a very good thing you were doing with the dialogue. I just was laughing because you were like, I've seen some pretty incredible things. And I just imagined Lance humming to himself and Fleeple awkwardly, like, clapping offbeat, like... <laughs> Like, as his guidance. That feels right. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's not even trying to get the twos and the fours. He's trying to get the ones and the threes. Yeah, he wants those ones. He just that's, can't get it. That's where Fleeple finds the magic. <laughs> uh, at this moment, the chest opens up, and Mal, your detect magic just goes off. Something very strong is in there. And Lance, as you and Fleeple are standing over this chest, you find a dozen... Sh- not a dozen, but sorry. You find a few things worth your time in here. There are some very fine pearls. Uh, a very ornate ring with uh, some sort of uh, dragon insignia on it. And the shine coming off of it is of pure gold, it seems. Uh, there just appears to be a pouch of just, you can't see, it's tied. And interestingly enough, and Mal, as you come over, the thing that's causing, uh, giving off this magic aura is a tooth, a dragon tooth. But not just a normal dragon tooth, this tooth has etchings carved into it. And from the distance that you are at to not try and set off this pressure plate, doesn't appear to be anything, um, doesn't appear to be any anything that you can read or decipher, but they are ornate, and there are a lot of them. Um, is anybody trained or proficient in Arcana? I am. Lance's. Okay. Lance, I will allow you an Arcana check. Hail me. <laughs> I don't know if you could do that with just inspecting. Yep. Just roll an Arcana. Not bad. It's 15. With a 15, you're barely able to see... In the torchlight, there's it's obviously like flickering light, but emanating from this tooth ever so slightly, there seems to be this red pulsing light that is coming from each of these runes. And just about this time, the plate that the chest is on goes and lifts up to about your face, but Lance, your belt. It just lifts up. Yep. Okay. And that's it. Um, can I tell if the pressure plate has been now deactivated, meaning there's no additional setting to release something? Yeah, sure. Go and roll me another investigation check. It's 14. 
No. Because 14? Uh, no, yeah, yeah. Investigation 14. Yeah. Okay. Uh, doing a quick scan, the. It appears that this pressure plate has been disarmed. Uh, I will. I will say to the group, um, it looks like there's no more trap going on, at least. Um, these things are free to be taken. The tooth. So, with my Arcana check, Thomas, the tooth, can I tell what kind of magic is connected to this tooth? This magic? No, you can't tell. But, Mickey, with your detect magic, and I'm sorry I didn't give this to you, this magic, this tooth is glowing with transmutation magic. I will. I'll say to the group, like, I mean, do you want, do you want me to pocket these things and we can explore them later and divvy them out according to need, or what do you, what would you like to do with this? I suppose have we established like a treasurer? Because those Not pearls, really. those, those are definitely valuables. If we have one person hanging on to all our valuables, that could be maybe a bad thing, but maybe a good thing. I mean, I'm I have the most money of the group, I'd assume, because of winning that drinking game that Mal lost. Yes, um, of course. Yep. I could forget it. I also, oh, wait, I grabbed a bunch of money from somewhere, too. I forgot where. Like, it was last. Anyway, so I, I have a lot of, of the money we've been recovering, or at least, you know, You winning. have a 10-gold piece loan from me, for some reason. <laughs> That's true. No, I didn't have a loan. I don't remember you what that was lit- for. No, we gave it says, that- Lance has 10 gold pieces on loan. I remember explicitly that we, for some reason, let a cultist go, and you told me to give him money. No, that was that was far before this note. <laughs> no, it was the performance outside of the tent. So should we just make uh, Jacob the treasurer? Oh, crap. Sure, that's fine. Yeah. All right. Well, I wrote it all. I wrote it down. I wrote it down. You're the loot goblin in this campaign, so... That's what a rogue usually is. Two things then, Thomas. Uh, the tooth? Well, no. I'm taking... Obviously, I'll pocket it all. The pouch? Open that up. What's in there? Uh, a lot of uncut gems. Mm. Uncut. The ornate ring. I'm going to assume this is magical. So, because Lance always does this, he's just going to shove that ring on and see what happens in 30 minutes. <laughs> Sounds good. And Mal will warn um, Lance to not directly touch the dragon tooth, to perhaps wrap it in some of the velvet of the thing, or if he has a piece of cloak. Uh, transmutation magic can be very tricky and transformative. So until we find out exactly what it is, I will refrain from actually physically touching the tooth. I will wrap it in a cloth that I either have or tear from my shabby outfit. You could always just take off that scarf and wrap the scarf around it. Um, uh, no. Uh, no. I I tend to, it tends to get drafty in places, so I like that around my neck. Thank you. That is true. And I will button up a little bit more of my cloak because someone mentioned that scarf. So I'll wrap the tooth up, put on the dragon ring, ornate ring that had dragon carvings in it to see what it does in 30 minutes and uh, say, okay, so uh, Malamara, are they going to fight with us? Oh, by the way, Fleeple, there's dragon eggs down those stairs. And uh, with that, Lenar goes, uh, if you follow me, I will take you to the nursery and me and An will take you there. So one thing I just want to confirm real quick, the writing on the tooth is not draconic. It is... Yeah, I could read that, and Flavel could read that if it was. Oh, yeah, I guess you could. I apologize. It is draconic, but not actual, like, 
script or words. It is just draconic runes, which you're like, oh, well, this is obviously based in draconic, but there's something like it, it's not sentences. It's not language, like language, so to speak. This is probably something to do with like a mixture between Arcana and uh, the ru- draconic runes in that sense there. Thank you for bringing that up. And with that, Lana, she uh, takes you to the other chamber on the east. With her guiding you and with her uh, at the lead, this room being pitch black. However, she quickly uh, lights a torch and lights it. And you can see down below you, similar to the Drake pit that was uh, above, that you had encountered a few rooms ago, three dark black dragon eggs. And it's hard to see because you're about 10 feet above this, on this lip here. But as you walk down the stairs to the, um, to the pit that they are in. So as you walk up to these eggs, all of you getting, leaving about five feet in front of you, they all are lined up together. One right after another seem to be some sort of pedestal made out of rock. Lana goes, I can't say I was happy to guard these eggs. And as she goes and touches one. Well, consider me no longer their guardians. Anne, let us leave them. And she walks away up the stairs, leaving the torch with you, but allowing you to do whatever you wish to do. And so the room uh, is just kind of devoid of anything else aside from these eggs? Yeah, this seemed to be a completely devoted to the eggs. Almost like it was... Not symbolic, but like ceremonial or respectful towards them. That they got this massive pit, this 20 foot, 30 foot wide pit just to themselves. Man, Fleeple is just kind of, his mind's kind of reeling because now we've got, we got here and there was a blue dragon, blue half dragon, these people worshiping uh, Lenathon. And then Kava was there with like green robes. And now we've got black dragon eggs here. So Fleeple is just kind of like taken aback as he's starting to realize kind of the depth and the complexity of the web that is being woven here. And all of, and both Lance and Mal, you can see Fleeple walk up to these eggs and just raises his hand, but slowly lets it drop as he just seems to be caught in thought with these uh, thoughts that Ned just shared. Well, I, uh, I think this is our evidence for what the cult at least part of what they're trying to do. I think it'd be wise to take at least one of them with us. Now the question becomes, do we try to sneak one out of here, or do we try and go take care of the 12 angry cultists and Mondath, and then come back for them? I mean, it would be nice to know a little bit more of their intricacies of the webs they've woven across the continent, as we've heard, but don't have evidence for. I'd assume that would be with Mondath. So I'm all for sneaking away when needed. Um, I don't know if... I don't know if this is one of those times. These eggs are the reason why the cultists are here in these caves. If we go to attack and they think something is going on, they're going to come here to take the eggs first and foremost. I think we need to remove these or at least take them to a place where the cultists will not be able to find them before we launch our attack. I agree. I concur. Can Mal roll quickly check in with her familiar since it's been a hot second? It has been a hot second. Uh, go ahead and roll a perception check using the imp's stats. 
Oh yeah, that's something that I have to do that I keep forgetting. Flebel, I think it'd be good if we're taking these with us that... I don't know, I just feel it's appropriate for you to be the one to carry them. And Fleeple kind of pauses and nods solemnly. It's like, these eggs, they're going to produce something that is incredibly evil, and yet, at the same time, so young. But he reaches out and begins to gather up the eggs, ready to carry them to a hidden location. By the way, this isn't like a lizard thing. I wasn't, like, categorizing you and putting you in that box. Um, it was just, it's a dragon racist. It was just, shut your face, Mal. Looking on your familiar. <laughs> no, I just felt that this is part of what you're fighting, but yet also maybe something you could do to change the trajectory of what these might have been if left in the cultist's hands. Fleeple takes a big breath and sighs out and looks up towards the heavens and says, and goes to gather up the eggs and Lance now being able to understand Draconic recognizes this smaller prayer may my scales be platinum Malamar rolled a 16 to look in through the imp's eyes sorry a 15 15 so Mal as you see uh, Fleeple gathering up these eggs almost reverently and solemnly putting them in their pack them being about Fleeple having to hold with both hands some like two of them uh, they, they're that large just tucking them away in this pack you turn around just to focus and with the 16 nothing seems to be amiss there's a little bit of there there's a, a song being sung one of them being a mournful <laughs> a mournful song uh, and somebody saying ah shut up and as you come back feeling that it's all right fleeple you having these eggs you feeling the warmth push through the 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 shell into your hands and tuck them away all of you having achieved your goal to get the egg get the evidence that's what will end tonight's episode I'm gonna have to go hit up my boy Leosin and see what he has to say about all this yeah. Mm-hmm. Looks like we're gonna go to Candle Key. Mm-hmm. Holiday <laughs> Road. Holiday Road. <laughs> we can never not do Hot Spot again. <laughs> it's true. It's true. We always are doing Hot Spot. Well, some great moments in this. Some great moments in this session, I feel like. Um, real excited to see where this is going to go um, and see how this is going to shape all of the characters' futures and how they react. So, But that's all we've got tonight. So, as always, thank you for listening to this week's episode of I Cast Fireball. As always, we hope you've enjoyed this wacky adventure. You could also email us at iCastFireball2020 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And we're hoping to get the word out there and always set this podcast on fire. Now, to get the most recent up-to-date content, please follow us on our Instagram and Twitter with the handle iCastFireball20. There you can get possible sneak peeks of upcoming episodes, insights from the players and the DM, 
uh, behind the scenes shots of us making this incredibly fun world. Now, we just want to give a quick shout out to our sister podcast, Improv Tabletop, where our resident kobold, Ned, takes a turn as a GM and runs through many one-month adventures using the fate-accelerated tabletop system. Now, whether you like tabletop games, improvisation, or hearing more from Ned, we recommend you go give them a listen. Please like, subscribe, and share with your friends and fellow wacky adventurers. Until next time, I'm Thomas Judeum, and around the table we've got... Malamara. Lance Thalen. And Fleeple. Keep that fire going, and we'll see you next time.